Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris. Hello, we're back. We are back. <laughs> back. How's everyone doing today? Well, I'm nice and well rested. Uh, I couch toured and went to bed moderately early. Solid. I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty tired. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, no, no kidding. It's been a wild 24 hours, but it was great. Really great. Amazing. We're, yeah, you know what? We're we're very happy that you went, and you made it possible for there to be a representative from this podcast recap at every single show of the tour. So that's, that's why I did exciting. it. That's why I did it. You <laughs> that's know? why I want to. I didn't want to let down the this collaboration. You know. Yeah. Didn't want to disappoint all the all the fans out there. Um, <laughs> so what what's Moon Township like? Is it is it like in like I you know it's near Pittsburgh, but it, how close is it? Yeah. To Pittsburgh? It's like 20 minutes from downtown, probably. I stayed in this oh, okay. little town called Ambridge, which is on the other side of the river. But um, yeah, it, it's like it's, it was on a college campus. Um, so it was it's a, it was a nice little area, actually. Um, and it was super easy to get in. The, the venue was awesome. Like the size was perfect. Like 4,000 people, you know, like oh, just nice. one, one level of a bowl in the floor. And it, it was just it was great. Super easy. I couldn't tell. Is it is it uh, another minor league hockey arena? No, it's there. It's where Robert Morris University, where they play basketball. I think. Got it. The yeah. UPMC Event Center. The Event Center. I guess it's for events generally, but I think they yeah. play basketball there. It was funny um, last night. We were talking about you know we we figured the slightly earlier start time meant that curfew was something like eleven, 
And so we, we were getting a little bit worried when when Trey, you yeah. know, was doing like multiple acoustic tunes at like ten fifty seven. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Do, do you know anything about that, or was it just uh, like no? Trey, I don't. I mean, did I, Trey say fuck it and go over curfew? Or I mean, maybe, maybe. Although that was pretty far over. I don't know. I mean, they might just be building in more time because of the transitions and you know all that. I mean, the, the stage stuff is. There's a lot. It, it's it's a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I kind of thought it would be over like at ten fifty nine, um, but it just kept just kept going. Yeah, you had a good night. You had a good night. Yeah, it was great. A couple of good songs. <laughs> a couple of good songs. Well, let, let's let's dive into the goose set to start, shall we? Um, rum opener. Um, you know, we, we were joking that this ended the the bangers only streak of uh, tour so far. Um, but it was a really it was a really good rum. Uh, great great jam. Got into some nice tension building as it does. You know. Yeah, I thought it was precise. like. It seemed way more out there than than most versions, but I don't know. Do do they get do they get out there often? I think they, they don't. Been... That. Yeah, I think on this tour they have. We talk about it a lot because I actually really enjoy the song and goose sets. Uh, I think there are some people out there like Ryan um, who don't care to hear it in in, in sets. But I, I think at least as of late, you get you know probably twelve to fourteen minutes of like some pretty searing jam, and and I think that's kind of what we got last night so um yeah I, i'm a big fan of rum in a, in a set it injects quite a bit of energy i yeah. love it as an opener it's pretty great that's fair it is it is a good opener um they, yeah. they were playing with a lot of purpose last night it sounded you know it, it it seems like that the time spent with trey is really rubbing off on them especially rick um but yeah it seemed like there was a lot of drive in their jams and the playing last night yeah, I mean, it felt to me like it was it was really really great. I mean, then the creatures, you know, when that comes next, like that's just I feel like you're you're in for in for it. Um, yeah, I mean, these jams are getting. We I think we talked about this, Ryan, when um, during the winter tour, where it seemed like a lot of the jams were going in a similar direction, mm-hmm. um, and this just seems like this this tour is like hard to hard for me to classify. You know, it's definitely like the jams are, are much different, I think, out there. Yeah, th- this Creatures Jam was cool because, you know, they did they did the a bit more of the standard route uh, for the first bunch, you know, hitting that, um, that like, theme that they hit on. I, does it have a name? I always forget. I don't know. Well, like, so it borders, like, on a, like a, a klezmer thing, right? Yeah. Like, a little bit. Like, and, and I feel like they're just, like, one note away. And occasionally they will pick up that note, whatever it is. And it will sound very klezmery, but this is yeah. like right on the cusp of that. And it's a pretty typical creatures jam, but it does show up in other jams as well. Yeah. We were talking about it last night. I think you see a little bit of it in the Chrysalis Echo of a Rose too. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then in the last couple of minutes, you know, as it sounds like, okay, they're going to segue into something. It's almost like they're like, but wait a minute, let's, let's hang out in this space a little bit. And I swear to God, Rick was going into Auld Lang Syne. I was just waiting for the tease. Because it, it, it just it sounded like he was playing it. And it's at this time I would like to um, mention again the Vintage Vibe stereo console that Peter has uh, for the first time on this tour and how incredible it sounds. Um, you know, this is the first time that I'm, I'm webcasting. You know, I've got, got, I've got a good setup in the basement. I've got two Sonos speakers on either side of me, so I get the stereo effect. Um, and so just sitting in between the vibrato that was happening. Um, if you have not heard the creatures, um, the Moby and then this old C from last night in headphones, you must because, Oh my God. Hmm. See, I, I don't have a quality setup here uh, on these, these webcasts like early in the evening because I have kids. So I'm right. usually like, I ha- I'll have like one or maybe both AirPods in, but I'm still like, actively listening for you know somebody to yelp out in pain or something like that but uh because <laughs> i have two boys um but uh yeah it uh, I, i've been wondering if that was going to come through in stereo over the webcast sounds like it is yeah um i'm gonna have to go and, and kind of check that out yeah that's awesome that's a good good insight ryan yeah and it, it was cool also you know this was my first show on couch tour um of the run and it was really 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 weird to me 
you know, to see the the level of video production. Um, you know, I, I said on Twitter last night, like, while, you know, we're used to incredible video production from Goose, there's a very big difference between, you know, stationary DSLRs set up around the stage plus Danny's moving camera and, like, you know, the, the like, five or six-person uh, live fish webcast crew and, like, you know, they're huge cameras and whatever. And I also recognized a lot of the camera angles from fish shows because that's the kind of nerd I am and I notice details like that and it was like oh like you know I recognize that angle and goose is on stage for this which is crazy um I know Micah I'm on Twitter hard to believe <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing for those of you who don't know you, you should follow Ryan he tweets not not that often but when he does it's good I don't really yeah. tweet about goose either yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that so the Moby you got we got your Moby I I don't want to talk about it. There was extensive I mean, talk of this movie last night, which is you know Ryan goes and sees five shows, uh, the day after or the show after his birthday show. Yeah, they play the one song and, he was chasing. Uh, I mean, and, I'm, I'm know, chasing other songs, but the song I most wanted to hear. Um, so I yeah, I'm just you know what I'm very happy for everybody that was in attendance, as I am every time they play this song, and you know last night was no exception. Like it's the best song ever. And it absolutely killed. <laughs> um, but still chasing like, uh, it someday. The you into that song is wonderful too. It sounds oh my so God, good. Yeah, they just um, and like Peter's the one who brought him there by just kind of bringing up the. I believe it was the synth in it, and then kind of changed key, and then everybody kind of followed along. And oh man, it, it just sounded so good. Like everybody. Sometimes when you have segues like that, it doesn't. It just sounds like a bunch of notes are happening, and then all of a sudden everybody snaps to and they're playing together. This one, it was just smooth, like the whole way through, and it yeah. was killer. And it, it like does a song like Moby Justice when they do something like that. Yeah, it's such a vibe of a song, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, luckily it was only four minutes, Ryan. That's the that's you know. So you only luckily four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thankfully, it was a short Moby. <laughs> think think about it that way. You only missed four minutes. Yeah. yeah. I know. What what was that? What was that like in the room? Like, I mean, that song just must hit so well live. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people were like confused about whether it was like a jam or what was going on. Um, right. Just because there were a lot of first time goose people there, you know. Um, yeah. I had a whole section or next to me that were all like thirty people who took a, a party bus from Cleveland, and I think it was like the majority of them had never seen goose before. They were like fish people. Were so, they digging um, the Moby? Yeah. Yeah. They were digging everything. I mean, they were, and I talked awesome. to, there was a couple of people next to me who were, you know, it was their first show. Um, actually probably like basically everyone around me, who was like their first goose show, awesome. which is kind of awesome. Um, but everyone had, had a blast. Yeah. That was a good little, I mean, kind of bridge between the creatures and all I need. Yeah. And the, all I need that they, you know, packing a lot into, you know, relatively short span as they've been doing with the song a lot recently, you know, the, the Portland, I think is the only 20 plus minute, all I need that we've had since August, um, which is, you know, normal for a song that we are used to hitting 20 minutes relatively frequently. Um, so this one also, you know, I was talking about it last night, uh, Neil and I were talking about this earlier as well. It felt almost fishy at times, the jam in a way that, you know, with Goose Jams, we usually hear like, you know, Peter will lead for a while and then Rick will lead for a while and Peter will step back and do some comping stuff or, you know, maybe Trevor will briefly step out and do something on bass. But it felt like for a couple of minutes in this All I Need, you know, it was more of that democratic style of playing that, you know, we're used to with Fish, which was absolutely incredible to hear from Goose. You know, it really shows you know, the influence that they've had playing with Trey and them working on themselves as improvisers. There were also some very cool, like, Trey-like moments, I think, from Rick in this jam, like some trilling. You know, he hit the wah um, briefly towards the end of the jam in a way that felt very reminiscent of Trey to me, but it, it was just great jam and shows some real, real promise for the future in terms of their improv. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the things I was noticing just watching it in person for the first time is this, uh, just this, I mean, this tour, um, not the band or the song, um, <laughs> the, they're really like focused on playing a full set, you know? So like, 
Mm-hmm. Whereas all I need, like typically, like you said, you know, it would go 20, 30 minutes and kind of like leave more space to just experiment and figure things out. They're like, like he brought it back after whatever it was, 12 minutes, you know, like they're kind of like, cause I think cause they want to play songs. They don't want to like just do, you know, two 30 minute gems and, and that's the set. Although that would be awesome. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> I wouldn't complain, <laughs> but I think it's a different, it's a different skill, you know, like it's to, to, rein it in and be on top of it where you can like improvise but also be adherent to kind of like more of a structure um it seems like a hard transition to to figure out you know for a tour like this it's sort of like a festival set i guess yeah yeah it's interesting how every night is like a little bit like a festival set i mean they're not going deep into their catalog on this tour they really haven't at all i mean aside from a couple rarities being pulled out no jives yeah like no jives they haven't played seekers um Earthling, you know, no turn clouds lead the way. Um, yeah. And so it does feel like a little bit like a, a, a festival set every night. Um, and I, I think so far they're doing a pretty good job of this. I mean, it's not their first go at being an opening act at long after they've been like pretty established. Right. Like we haven't mm-hmm. talked about this yet at all, but you know, when they opened for pigeons and was it 2019, yeah. um, the same kind of deal where they were going out there every night and just absolutely blowing up a set. Um, and like, you know, people are like leaving after their set, not having yeah. it on this tour. Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, so they, they have the capability of, of absolutely crushing it out there just for a set as an opener. Yeah. Yeah. The first, the first show that I saw, um, which was also the first time I interviewed them was at the nine thirty club and in November of, um, uh, 2018 and they were opening for sun squabby. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was just, it was wild because they had like, you know, 15 minute creatures, 15 minute tumble, Arcadia inside out. Like it was like, that was it. Know, it was, yeah. It was awesome. Um, yeah. And then it, like it definitely thinned out a little bit after, after the opening set. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, it's funny though, they can go out there and, and be really like economical with their jams. I mean, I still think one of my favorite tumbles of all time came in an opening set for Pigeons. 215 20? 215 20. It's, it's absolutely spectacular. Yeah, no. Interesting. I I agree. I th- I think that's the the consensus goat for a lot of people, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, they can get a lot either. done. And you know, we we've seen some really strong improv uh, on this tour so far. And uh, you know, last night they definitely had a bit more of the extended improv um, than they had in the previous few shows, which is awesome. Really hoping you know we've got three shows left on this tour. Really, really hoping that um, there are more moments like that to come um that would be the mama yeah yeah for sure um we got a question earlier it's it's for you and it's for you two not for me so i'll read it to you guys <laughs> sit-ins are great hoping for other collaborations like the horns sitting in natter jen sharing vocals Cyril, jeff on percussion um what do you what do you guys think outro. um yes to all of those things um yes, please. i definitely want to hear the horns on i want to see you know, flippers versus gong, you know, on the, yeah. on the percussion. I, I, I really, really, really more than anything want an animal encore with everybody. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, you know, one of the things that I was hoping for, and I was kind of disappointed about last night's show is I was hope there's a really cool percussion break in Empress that I think sounds awesome. And yeah. if Ciro was out for, for that one, that would have been pretty great. Uh, and I, I was, that was the one hope like sit in. I was like, bring him out for, for like seven seconds. Just like, then, just like, yeah, yeah, just absolutely tear it up on the percussion. <laughs> like they just like parade out like with a kazoo, who knows? Uh, yeah. but, uh, I mean, arrow with everyone would be sweet. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I actually, I wonder, any, maybe so, they... any, any goose song with everyone, everyone, you know, there's like three shows left. I would really yeah. like, it would be really cool if they, you know, if Trey did a fish song with goose and, you know, goose did, uh, a, or Tab did a goose song, yeah. you know, with goose. Yeah, uh, like that could totally work. I know, I know, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. I, it was hard verbalizing that. Anyway, back we're still in the middle of the goose set here. Uh, Yeti, get the funk out my face. Um, I I was surprised that they left Yeti unfinished. That's that's my only thing here. And you know, we got some nice Peter rhythm guitar action. Yeah, finally, you know, missing that. Yeah, I had a question for RJ on this one. So at home, the the end, whatever Peter was making come out of that guitar yes. sounded incredible. Yes. Uh, and it was incredibly <laughs> loud in the mix. What did it sound like there? 
Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Um, that's where, like, yeah, I was surprised that it it kind of ended after that, um, just because it, well, obviously, it, like, segued, but, um, yeah, it was pretty cool, and the the sound in there was really amazing. Um, I talked to a few people there who said hi, and, again, I, I love when people say hi at shows. I think people are, like, feel bad for saying, and I'm like, it's it's great. It's great to talk to fans <laughs> <Hello>. who, appreciate, <laughs> yeah. who appreciate what we do, um, what we all do. And a couple of people said they'd seen shows there and it was by far like the best sound in that, in that venue that they've seen. So, which is not surprising given the, the setup, but um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. There was some, uh, I couldn't really tell like what was going on with the, with the guitar, but it was great. I mean, the, the segue into the cover was, really surprising to me that was not that was not what i was expecting yeah i thought it was they were going into a jam out of that it really sounded yeah. like it yeah. was gonna go somewhere like and jams out of yeti aren't unheard of they're somewhat rare they're but rare. i mean you still get yeah. them uh and it seemed like that's where that was going but i i loved the cover choice i think i wonder if it had to do with any of the discourse that was going on on twitter that day because there was like a lot of a lot of talk about like goose haters and then like people like actively hating goose. And then Jeff's like responding to people's uh, tweets. That was, and, that was great. <laughs> and then, you know, just the, the lyrics of that song are great. Like, you know, you don't like my music. You don't have to choose it, which I think, I think that the yeah. lyrics themselves are, you don't have to use it, but I think the way Rick sings it, he says choose. Uh, yeah. But uh, I just felt perfect for the day. And also the song just rips so yeah it was great yeah it was cool it, it was it was a good cover I, I hadn't seen them play that before so that was that was cool um yeah i mean you know there's a lot like if, if fish had been if this is 1992 fish was around like if social media was around then you know it's sort of a similar thing like you have this band that's changing quickly and and on this trajectory and you know like and all the deadheads being like, ah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Trey and Trey responding on Twitter, which he probably would have done back then, probably. Um, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I saw something today about the Capitol Theater shows, and um, you know, someone said that like it was all Fish fans' fault for for making Goose play in bigger venues or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, I mean, it doesn't make sense on any level, but yeah. But, <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to grapple with like your band becoming bigger than than you know it yeah. was when you started seeing them and that, hey, I understand that. You know what my my favorite internet rant I've seen in the last couple of days is the one I don't know if you guys have seen that like Facebook post where the person just absolutely like goes off about how like how dare you compare your ticket wait time like you're you trying to get tickets yeah. for fish to this taylor swift on sale like yeah 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 know, fish playing like you know it's oh yeah it's tough to get floors for msg for new year's but like you know people are paying fifteen thousand dollars to sit in nosebleeds at a stadium like <laughs> yeah and it, like one person is going to have a life-changing experience at taylor swift and you know it's like <laughs> and I mean, how dare you how dare I mean, you? i'm gonna go see i'm gonna go see taylor swift with my daughter but um yeah that was that's a funny one um that was good and then rj let, let's t talk about talk about this next song here you just yeah so yeah i mean i so i did i put it out into the universe i you know i really wanted to hear that song and I, neil do you have kids yes i do i got okay. two boys okay yeah. so i have three kids and you know I, like you didn't ask me if i had kids well i just do you have kids ryan no okay um <laughs> Just this song, like the lyrics of this song, it, they completely encompass like my view as a parent. Uh, and I think um, I think I talked about this on HF Pod before, but my dad died like eight years ago, pretty suddenly. And my dad took custody of me when I was like two. When my parents got divorced, which was like a big deal in 1981 or whatever it was. And like every time I hear this song, I think about that and how that's all like my dad ever tried to do was like, take, take, take everything he could like basically shoulder the burden of children. And like, you don't really understand that until you have kids. And then you realize like, that's what you do. And, and first of all, for this song to come from like, you know, a, a young person with so much wisdom and so much perspective is just like, I mean, they have no business writing a song like this, you know, in whatever it was, 2013 or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, but 
it's just such a powerful song to me. It brings together like my past and my present and, and thinking about the future in a way that, that, you know, like rare, it's rare, you know, to have a song that, that does that, not just, you know, within like the jam bands we talk about, but even like, you know, all the bands I love, there are very few songs that really like move me like this song does. So it was, um, it was really, yeah. I'm I, on the way home earlier. I just like listened to it again and was just like lost it. It's weird. I think maybe it's just tired being tired, but it, it just brings a lot of like things together for me in a way that uh, is really powerful and definitely was like pretty overwhelming the the beginning. But then the you know the jam was not serene and quiet. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was not. No, it wasn't. It was not. I mean, like, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. This song is a truly unique song insofar as I think most people who listen to it find a way to relate to it with their own life. I think I have, like, my own things that I think about. And, you know, yeah, I, uh, I, I think a lot of it actually has to do with fatherhood, which is interesting. That That's, like, similar to, to how you feel. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just every time I hear it, have heard it live, I've just been awestruck. I can't dance or anything like that. I'm just like mouth agape kind of staring at the stage because it's just aside from being lyrically wonderful, it's just such a beautiful song. And um, it was killer last night. I think it was also the first time on this tour that they really showcased Rick's voice outside of maybe silver rising a little bit, but this one is the one you hear and you're like, Oh man, this guy really can sing so far on this tour. We've done a lot of like, we've heard a lot of just Rick as the guitar player, but you know, a whole aspect of this band that is truly wonderful is his singing and the, the lyrics Excellent. that he writes. And this is the one, this is the great one. Um, and I'm glad they chose to play it on this tour because they, they go, you know, 16, 20, 25 shows without playing it on a regular basis. So, yeah, to me, this and Western sun are the two songs that have that quality where like, not only are like you like you just said, not only are the lyrics amazing, but just the singing is great, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was it was great. And hearing Trey jump in on on the singing was just I loved it. Like and, next level. And his guitar yep. on that, you know, in the in the brief solo yep. he took during the song, that was incredible. It's interesting, you know, a song, the caliber of this has only been played six times this year, which is you know, the same as isn't Shama on six plays? Yeah, well, we know Electric Avenue is because we talked about so that. Electric Avenue, yes. <laughs> um, so interesting, they've only played it six times, and they haven't played it multiple times on the tour since the winter. You know, the last four plays were you know Philly in March, and then Radio City, and then St. Louis in October, and then last night. So it's interesting. You know, they're taking much longer gaps on it, um, which which is a shame. Your Ocean, yeah. I agree. Yeah, uh, I agree, Ryan. Yeah. Molnar, um, your ocean is one of my favorite, uh, you know, ballad landing pads after big jam. Um, you know, one of my favorite shows that I was at, uh, had that come after a big jam, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into that cause you know, will make fun of me. Um, uh, th- this old C, um, you know, last night Trey sounded amazing. You know, you guys said a lot about that and yeah, they, they got into a really awesome jam here, you know, Obviously, the soaring guitar is awesome, but I'm all about that last two minutes um, where Trey, you know, goes all dial tone. Peter hits the like the vibraphone, like just crazy dark stuff. And, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, February, March uh, jams like that. You know, you have that Spuds is hitting the snare really forcefully. Rick's doing crazy high register noodles and Peter's like, you know, playing vibraphone and like weird organ blasts, um, which sounded amazing. And then, you know, the addition obviously of Trey's, you know, dial tone effect on top of that was just so cool. Yeah. The, um, I, I tweeted a video of it and I think I labeled it, um, love and space. Um, (laughs) they were like, just like, just felt like they were talking to each other, in in an alien language but in a in, a, in an affectionate way in computer um, it, was, it was wild it was yeah. wild um you know i don't want to skip over the guitar playing in that one you know the 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 dueling guitar dogfight attack has been going on pretty much every show this tour and i think 
you guys maybe touched on it a little bit in the last episode. Like, is this starting to get repetitive? And was starting to wonder that myself until last night. And then whatever they did last night was incredible. Uh, there was, a, you know, a good chunk of just good old fashioned machine gun tray there for like a good minute or so. Mm. And that part was probably the most satisfying two guitar jam I think I've seen on this tour. Ryan and I were talking about it beforehand. I don't know if it's like quite the improv that um, all I need from the first night was, but in terms of just absolutely ripping it up, the, this was the best. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it went in a totally different direction. I think when we talked about this the other day about the possibility of them playing together, I was I was imagining like the Fred festival version you know with dawes mm. where it was just like this is just like a grateful dead jam you know it's it yep. like very just like chill you know but this um yeah it was wild and i didn't expect another long song after uh after that i thought it would be like something something shorter but they they had to reprise empress with with trey you know i think we i think we talked about the radio city show from what i understand trey only learned arcadia and hunger site yeah. right and so the rest of the i mean you can tell when you watch the video he's just sort of like doesn't really know what's happening and trying to like just trying to keep up and clearly like spent some time with it this time um it's pretty great really great such a fun song it's a i didn't used to like it that much for some reason i think i just hadn't like listened to it closely enough but live it's so fun it's such a it's such a good fun song it's a killer set closer yeah, uh, it's it's a Kill fun way anyway. to go out. Yeah, roll Ryan's a Ryan is the the president of the Empress Fan Club. So <laughs> I mean, what do you have to say about it, Ryan? Um, well, as the president of the Empress Fan Club, who single handedly got uh, at least two versions onto last year's Jam of the Year bracket that otherwise would not have been there. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I loved this last night. You know, obviously, you know, Neil's arm is still damaged from how hard I yanked on it at Goosemas <laughs> when they when they went into this. Um, but uh, yeah, one of my favorite Goose songs sounded amazing with Trey. You know, you kind of covered it. Great, great, great way to close out the set. Um, people for more Empress set openers. Yeah, I was calling it as a set opener. I think the other night, not tonight, but the other or last night, but the other night. There we go. There we go. And so now let's talk about tab. Um, what was interesting to me about last night's tab set is that they played like 90 minutes before uh, bringing Goose on. So it, it felt a lot longer um, than normal, which which was interesting to me. Yeah. Did, did it feel did it feel long in the room? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Well, also because like what you said earlier, I mean, I was sort of just expecting it to end around like, you know, 1050. You know, so like it was just I mean, that's the whole thing about ex expecting things to happen or not happen is you end up confused. Um, so, you know, it, it was great. I mean, I, I like the set a lot. Um, I haven't saw Tab last September and I've seen them so many times since my first show. I don't know, 98 or something. So mm -hmm. it's just it's amazing what it's become. And, um, you know, the with James being out, it didn't really like change anything the horns were awesome singing was great and i, li I really like the arrangements on on like ghost and everything's right and some of the, the the fish songs i just think they're it's just really fun it's really yeah. fun but what's interesting is you know again I was, I was saying this uh before we started it, it i'm glad that it, it came through well in the room you know shout out to kenneth whalem who filled in for james on sax last night um we hope james is doing amazing um i know he said he'll be back tomorrow uh for the last three shows of the tour um what i what i felt on the webcast last night it felt like the horns were mixed a little bit low um and so they they sounded kind of thin and so on on more horn centric songs like mozambique or olivia uh stuff like that it didn't come through as well as it has been in the pat in the past and kenneth um was only playing tenor sax where James also plays baritone on some songs. So like money, love and change, you know, you don't have those low end stabs um, from the Barry Sachs, which I felt, you know, it felt like it was missing something a little bit, um, but it was still, you know, a solid tab set. Interesting to see the third Mozambique and third Hey Stranger in five shows. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised to hear Hey Stranger for sure. Um, it's like cool. It, a lot. It, yeah. It's really, it's, 
I think that has some some. I think that has a future in in the fish repertoire yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, the sand, you know, like closer with the band, and I mean, it's just great. He was like, yeah, let's just, you know, that's how Trey. He was like, oh, change my mind. Let's just try this. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious what he changed his mind from. That was yeah. the, the yeah. one thing that was running through my mind when they were, you know, when he was saying that. It's like, what what could it have been? Like, I really wish I knew. <laughs> right, right. Tweezer. Uh, one <laughs> yeah, can hope. Nah, we don't need to play that. <laughs> uh, one can hope. Can but yeah, dream. I thought it, it was great. I mean, the, this there's just so much joy on the stage when everyone's out there. Um, it's really fun to watch. I, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and then he did one and a half songs uh, acoustic for the encore. <laughs> was, yeah, it was, was really funny when he forgot how to play number line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was must have been some monitor in your. There was something going on. I was like messing him up. I think. Um, two, my two, two, two of my most vocally favorite songs, like songs that people like to hate on, that I love more, mm-hmm. and and Numberline, um, back to back, is just like so Perfect. wonderful. It was great. Um, and then like Susie, I, I hadn't like thought about Susie as an encore or as a as a song with with the band, but you know, it's like. It's fun. It's easy. Gives everyone a little bit of a chance to to get out there, and uh, it, was, it was really that was great. Yeah, I, I loved the the bit of banter before from uh, from Jen when she was like, you know, you're all like someone from Goose can come stand over here with yeah. us, like you know, yeah. you're all on that side of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that they got Trevor out, out of everybody. That actually yeah. made it. That was the best yeah. possible outcome really yeah and and, you know how Ciro has just started kind of leaving his percussion rig to ben and jeff and he just kind of runs around the stage like you know waving things around and making funny faces like it's it yeah as you mentioned it's just all of them having a great time the Susie was amazing you know you you can tell like i mean i i loved you know peter and ray taking the solo together again like they did during the mr completely the other night um just a ton of fun and yeah trevor was just Trevor was just happy to be there, you know, standing standing behind the horns with, with the shaker. It was, I think it was just like pure comedy. I was I was I was laughing the entire song last night. It was. So I think good. people who don't know Goose think that he like looks angry. It's sort of like Mike Gordon, you know. Yeah. People like assume that he's not having fun because he doesn't. He's not like smiling the whole time, but yeah. um, you know, I think he's having fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, my question is: Did anybody on the planet have more fun last night than Peter Onspach when he did? the fishman part of Susie Greenberg. Yeah, that was pretty great. I, I mean, no, yeah, like I had fun just watching him have fun. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, it was so spectacular. I think I was thinking back to the, the first night from Portland. Um, and just like the seeing for the first time, seeing Peter singing Wolfman's, you know, and I was like, and Rick doing a telephone lick. Yeah. Like that kind of, and now it's just like getting to the point where they're, they're clearly just like having a blast playing these songs that they, they grown up with, you know, in, in mm-hmm. some way or another. Um, yeah, that was great. That was really, that was fun. Super fun. Um, yeah, it was a great night. The, the venue was awesome. Um, and I, I told her that, you might've seen a picture on Twitter, but I, I was texting with Jeff um, and he came over, like I told him where my section was. And during the tab set, he came over and said, hi. And afterwards I texted him and was like, Hey, I'm seeing Fairfax. Like, thanks. And um, I went to this walk to this bar called the Stardust Lounge, which was uh, all the drinks were served in plastic cups, cash only pool tables. Um, and you can still smoke in a, in there, which is just <laughs> incredible. So I had to go. I went in there. There were probably like 10 other fans from the show in there and uh, had a had a beer in a plastic cup. And then I called an Uber to leave and I walked out and there was a car like right in front of the bar. And I started to walk up to it. And the guy who was driving was like, I'm not an Uber. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I know. I totally I'll just like walk in the opposite <laughs> direction. And then, and then I heard a, a voice from the back seat say, is that RJ? And I was like, who the hell would that be? And then Jeff got out of the car <laughs> and he had like, he didn't know I was there and I didn't know he was coming, but um, he was just going to like have a drink. Um, so I went back in As with him and, and we hung out for a couple hours and uh, it was just like a nice cap to the night. Um, very serendipitous, you know, like, and you know, a bunch of fans were in there and were thanking Jeff and everyone was super nice and had a, had a good time, played pool and, uh, it was, a good, it was a good night. Jeff actually, Jeff won, but barely. 
I mean, I came back. I came back at the end. You came back after the photo? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he, he won. I think I, I think I left two or three on the table. Um, but yeah, it was it was great, and they're uh, they're they're just they're having so much fun, um, and and so are we. So you know, yeah. I got no no complaints. I, I have to say that just because I put out the the this old C into the into the world, I'm going to repeat the way it is. Fairfax. I'm just putting that out there, guys. Is that you know. is that for Jonathan? Is that to impress Jonathan? I just think it yeah, well, yes. And I mean, you know, the the piano it's just it's just going to be it's just a perfect song. Um so Jonathan's going to be joining us on Friday, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he I'm I'm trying to force him to as much as I can. Um but, you know, I also boss. think they're force him. We should know we should have a like no we should know the reading rockdale you know like we'll be talking about it years from now all right don't, don't you guys think that that's a that's a prediction i think it's going to be just nothing but bangers and reading and I, yeah. I had tried to make plans to make my way down to reading but i don't think it's going to be possible but um i yeah i, I think something spectacular is going to happen there mm-hmm. i rockdale is coming we're getting another one maybe it's Let's coming in syracuse yeah I would not complain to see it in Syracuse. Um, I I am great song. I am very much looking forward to braving the blizzard that is hitting Buffalo Thursday night into Friday. Um, you know, it looks like it, it should only be a small part of my drive on Friday morning, but I'm I'm taking it into account, and I'm probably going to leave before eight a.m. Um, to make it there. But well, I, I will brave the weather for it to boost. I did. I did drive through a snowstorm on the Pennsylvania Turnpike for about two hours yesterday. So, you know, it's um, you, you know, no risk, no reward. I think is what they say. Uh, right. But 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 drive safely. Thank you. I I will. That, that's um, a good a, a driptic in in Reading. That would be. Wow. We're still we're still waiting. We're still for waiting for the, hunger uh, site. That's yeah. actually something we should have talked about today. Which yeah. is like, how outrageous yeah. is that? Um, they, they still like, haven't this played is, it the song that you would expect them to play like three times on this tour. Um, I would have said they would have played it the first night, just so they could get it in a couple more times before the tour was over. And yeah, it looks like we're, you're on, we're get on the longest gap since March six shows. Wow. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. Uh, maybe there's something being cooked up. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I'm, and you know, see people are speculating about this Billy strings sit in. Um, you know, as much as I love Billy's guitar playing and would love to see it, I hope it doesn't happen. It, it would be one guitar too many, I think, at this point. But yeah, I don't know that's a, that's a lot of big personalities on on the stage uh, at once. I don't yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> I, I agree that I, I don't. You know, if it happens, it'd be it'd be great, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think Taboos is more than enough. It's great. You know. Yeah. Very excited. We only three, have a couple nights left. left. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and like really actually sad when we're talking about this, that like this could, you know, be the end. And, you know, Ryan, when we were talking to uh, Marta Getty the other day at, at Mohegan, she was basically saying like everyone on this this thing just wants this to go on forever because everyone's just so happy. Yeah. Uh, and then she was talking about the crew and, you know, and then we were like kind of talking about being a fan, like just like this is it's the moment amazing. I've been waiting for my whole life, but I didn't know I was waiting for it <laughs> because yeah. it's just so much fun. Uh so yeah, it does make me sad. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when we don't have this anymore. But <sighs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's really sad. In a month, we get to see you know Goosemas, and that's you know going to really suck without Trey. Yeah, well, I think I'll be also grateful. We talked about this before too. I will be grateful when Goose is playing two set shows again. Yeah, and Peter is out there doing jams with the guitar. Yes. It's the one thing I've been missing a lot since this Taboos thing started mm-hmm. is just Peter going out there and, and just doing what he does with a rhythm guitar. He's really a spectacular rhythm guitar player. And it's just the whole element of Goose that you just don't even get a sample of on this tour. Yeah. We, uh, we've had we've had two pieces of improvisation with Peter on guitar so far this tour. The Dripfield from Mohegan and the Tumble from Portland. Otherwise, every single jam on a guitar-led song he switched to keys almost immediately after the jam starts, which is really interesting. You know, I, I understand like, obviously he wants to explore the new, you know, beefed up vintage vibe sound. Um, and obviously 
you know, when they're playing something like Wisteria with Trey, he doesn't want to step on Trey or Rick's toes by being the third guitar in there, which makes sense. But, you know, something like Creatures, uh, something like Modavon, where, you know, he's he's switching to keys on those. You know, it feels like it feels a lot like summer 2021 again, where he was really pushing, you know, the keys and a lot of jams. So I'm, I'm interested why um, there's been a lot less guitar. But, yes, I'm very much looking forward to the return of it when Goose plays on their own again. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying this for a long time now and friends who I introduced to the band uh, when I bring them to their first shows, that's always what I point out, which is like, listen real close to what Peter's doing when he's playing the guitar. Your yeah. ears naturally drift to Rick. But if you really focus in on what listen Peter's to... doing, there's there's so much depth there. And yeah, you, you know me. I mean, we've talked about this a ton. I'm just yes. a huge fan of, of Peter's guitar playing. Yeah. And, you know, we got and we got a bit of it last night. You know, we mentioned like that that end of the Yeti thing where, you know, Peter was making crazy sounds and like, you know, it's there. He's still doing it, but on a much, much smaller scale. Um, you know, while we're here, before we go, um, you know, I, as much as I, I hate to admit it, you did get the Golden Goose last night. Um, you know, I, I will be begrudgingly begrudgingly congratulate you. Uh, well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm glad that you did. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I wish Brian was here. It would make this moment just a little bit better. For those of you uh, who maybe don't know what Golden Goose means, uh, go to fantasygoose.com. Uh, <laughs> we try to predict what the band is going to play before every show. You put in eight picks, um, and you know you get points based on which ones you hit. And Golden Goose happens when you get the most points for that night. And Neil got that last night. Yeah, you know, I feel good about it. Um, I will do more gloating outside of this. Um, yeah, follow Neil just, on I, Twitter. I feel happy about it. Yeah, follow Neil on Twitter if you would like to <laughs> see more Golden Goose gloating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, um, RJ, only one more day until you get to see them again. You're, you know, you're home for a night and back in the car. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Um, I guess that's tomorrow, huh? <laughs> yeah better sleep <laughs> yeah we're going um we're actually going yeah my my in-laws live in alexandria um as does matt dwyer who you guys know mm-hmm. uh, so we are gonna go there with our whole family and my wife and oh and then i'm going sorry i don't know what happened um it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome and awesome. Then, well, we're excited for you. We're very excited for Jonathan to see his first show and then come tell us all about how he's 100% sold on Goose on Friday. I have two friends I'm bringing tomorrow who are not sold on Goose, and we'll see if that changes. Fingers crossed. It's be awesome. Get, get um, that way it is for you. Well, we'll do our best. Um, Neil, you got to, you know, just just make sure you put in the effort to, to try and make Reading happen. I mean, it's a five and a half hour drive. Uh, okay. So I, I think I could get there and back. Although I did do, you know, three nights on already, and like that's pushing my luck. I do have to fly Fair. out to Colorado in a month, and then I have a five <laughs> night run at the cab that I have to do now. Uh, <laughs> which uh, one of my my childhood best. I grew up not too far from where the cap is. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, but uh, a friend of mine lives about twenty minutes away mm-hmm. in New York, and. I, I have to figure out a way to go, but my yeah. wife's birthday is also that weekend. So there's a lot of like capital management here to figure <laughs> out how to do these things, which like uh, Ryan has no idea what I'm talking about, but RJ, I'm sure you understand. Um, so if I didn't have all that going on, yeah, I would just get in fair. the car first thing in the morning. So I don't, it's, it's all, it's all strategy. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I, we're actually, we're taking a party bus with like 24, five or 27 people um, from my neighborhood to the wow. show on, on Saturday, which is just going to be, that's going to be great. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild day. It's going to be an awesome show. Tour closer. Um, I'm, I'm you know, maybe we get that fabled third set on, uh, on Saturday. That is a good point. Or just one giant set. Just, you know, rotate people up. <laughs> just have yeah, like a, rotate people like a jam session. Have yeah. People just come and go. They got to yeah. get the, they do have to get, they do have to get the horns up there for a goose song. Like the, that has to happen at some point. Yeah. yeah I don't I mean, with everybody. I'm, I'm... Like if this tour ends in the, like the only song we get with, with horns is fish in the sea. Like I'm going to be really disappointed. 
Um, especially since, you know, Rick has already played with the horn some. He's going to play with them more because that was recently announced. They're they're doing the Warfield. Yeah. Um, Is he December for Rick? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is a good good spot to wrap up for today. Um, thank you all very, very much. Uh, Arja had to go. Um, but we will be back here on Friday um, with newly 100% sold Jonathan, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, thank you all very, very much for tuning in uh, to these recaps. Uh, it's been an incredible tour so far. Listen to any of the previous ones that you may have missed. Um, check out HF Pod, always almost there, you know, and our friends at the Great Beyond who uh, could not unfortunately be here today. Um, I was not coherently said. They unfortunately could not be here today. Fish in the Sea with Graham and Horns. That's a good way to end. Everybody have a fantastic rest of your day. See you on Friday. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.